Last week, hundreds of Israeli reserve pilots and other high-ranking soldiers in the IZF reserves basically agreed to endanger the state of Israel if the government does not back down from a political decision. As this headline says straight out, Israeli reservists threaten mass resignations if judicial plan proceeds. Military reserves are critical to Israel's operational readiness. Reservists are again using that leverage against the government's efforts to curb judicial power. Now understand, instead of accepting the will of the people in true democratic fashion, these reservists believe that their opinion is more important than the rest of the nation. And hence, not only are they willing to destroy democracy, but they're willing to endanger all Israeli citizens by not serving to protect Israel. They claim that the government's planned removal of the reasonableness clause that the Supreme Court uses will, as their letter states, bring about the collapse of Israeli democracy and then lead to a direct path to a dictatorship. Now, what's even worse, many of the pilots who threaten to reserve no longer even serve in the IDF in reserve duty. Check out this tweet by an IDF fighter pilot. Contrary to how he was presented, Iran Schwartz is not a fighter pilot, but, but a transport pilot. And besides, he hasn't flown in over a decade, so I don't understand what he was threatening that he wouldn't serve. A psychological war is being waged here by the media, which includes inventing letters of refusal and blackmailing emotions. The public and its elected officials must not submit to manipulations. End of the tweet. So even worse than this slick PR campaign of pilots and IDF reservists, many doctors in Israel are threatening to strike and not show up to work in hospitals. Doctors! That is absolutely evil. They are seriously intending to endanger people's lives because of the insanity of the political left. Unfortunately, very few doctors have come out publicly against the doctor's organization calling for the strike. One brave doctor did go public, and he says it straight out, and I'm quoting, There are those in the medical association who are willing to take the health of the residents of the state of Israel hostage to their political ambitions, end quote. Again, this is absolutely insane. Now, hardly anyone really understands what this reasonableness clause is really about. Do you know? So today I will tell you what it is all about so you can decide for yourself whether this government removing it destroys democracy or, as I believe, the clause itself is anti-democratic and hence must be removed to strengthen Israeli democracy. Now, before I do so, I just want to say thank you for joining me, Avi Abelow, once again for another episode of The Pulse of Israel, where I provide you with the inspiring, politically incorrect truth about Israel, the Jewish people, and the freedom-loving world. If you are not yet a subscriber to our Pulse of Israel daily videos or podcasts, then just visit pulseofisrael.com and click to subscribe. And if you like this video and you want to help us get it seen by many more people, just click on the donate button so we can promote it to be seen by many more people. So, Prime Minister Netanyahu responded to the reservists who are literally willing to endanger all of Israel by refusing to come and serve if called upon. In this article, Netanyahu criticizes the reservist pilots, protests, and new recordings. Netanyahu is quoted as saying, quote, I can't imagine anything more severe. Organizing such a mass violation of, of the IDF service law, it's impossible. It's simply impossible to grasp it. This is a case that harms the body of the state, the security of the state. And it's not just disabling our capabilities, it's also what it does to hurt our deterrent power. End quote from Prime Minister Netanyahu. So what is this reasonableness clause that is causing all this insanity? 
No democracy today has a reasonableness clause. What is a reasonableness clause? It allows the Supreme Court judges and attorney generals to decide based on their own reasoning whether a government decision or appointment is appropriate. They don't base it on any laws, just the reasoning of the Supreme Court judges. Is it reasonable or not? Does that make sense? Let's look at a sample of decisions that the Israeli Supreme Court made based on this reasonableness clause. And think for yourself if this makes sense for any court of law to use this instead of actually using the law. Let's start with a court decision back in the year 2000. The Supreme Court stopped a government plan to solve the housing crisis, which would have allowed the government to free up land for more building. That was not reasonable, according to the judges. Now let's go to 2002. The Supreme Court of Justice prohibited the Israeli government from deporting families of terrorists to the Gaza Strip during the Second Intifada. They also said that wasn't reasonable and canceled it. In 2003, the Supreme Court revoked the decision of the National Film Council to ban the screening of a film called Janine Janine, which was produced with absolute slander about the IDF and soldiers and the State of Israel. So it ended up being screened. In 2016, the High Court prohibited the State of Israel from holding on to the bodies of terrorists, of killed terrorists, for the purpose of using them to negotiate the rescue of bodies of IDF soldiers that were being held by terror organizations in the Gaza Strip. So the government had to return those bodies. In 2018, the Supreme Court canceled the Minister of Interior's decision to restrict the entry of anti-Israel BDS activists into Israel. Also in 2018, the court revoked the Minister of Defense's decision to prohibit the entry of families of terrorists from Judea and Samaria to attend the alternative Remembrance Day ceremony. They just did the same thing this year as well, overturning, overturning the Defense Minister's decision, also because of reasonableness. Also in 2018, the court forced the Minister of Science to appoint to a senior position a professor who supports for soldiers to refuse service in the IDF. Then in 2021, the Supreme Court forced the Minister of Education to award the Israel Prize to an anti-Israel BDS supporter. None of these decisions were based on any rule of law, just on the reasoning of the judges. So instead of elected officials instituting policies and making decisions based on the will of the people that gave them the vote to be in power, time after time the progressive values of the Supreme Court justices were forced upon the government and the people thanks to this reasonableness clause. This is what the protesters in Israel are now threatening to endanger their country over if the government succeeds in getting rid of this reasonableness clause. Israeli journalist Amit Segal quoted the following episode of a senior Israeli university professor in his latest column that he published in the Hebrew Yediyot Achronot, and I quote, Like all the beautiful and brave institutions which happily multiply like mushrooms after the rain, the Technion University also joined the anti-government disruption day protest this week. The university did so in an evasive and slippery letter that is more characteristic of legal formulations than of scientists who are supposed to continue the legacy of Aristotle, Pythagoras, and Galileo. We call on all the men and women of the Technion University to once again express an opinion within the activities planned for Tuesday and to contribute to shaping the common future of society, end quote, by the Technion University. That's basically calling them to not show up and to go protest for the day. As I recall, on Tuesday, only one side showed up for the campaign, the anti-government side. So unless the Technion called for the police to volunteer, so Professor Shachar Krotinsky, one of Israel's leading academics in the field of computers, he sent an extremely harsh letter to Technion President Uri Sivan, parts of which I'm going to read to you right now, and I quote, This letter, as you'd like to say, is a shame. A letter that calls on the entire Technion University to demonstrate 
block the roads, and close the national highway. Sorry, it calls for expressing an opinion as part of the activities planned for Tuesday, as if there is some sort of discussion and not a protest movement part of civil unrest that they're calling the National Disruption Day. This letter that you sent out to the whole university is a continuation of several months of activities, part of our disconnecting from a huge public. There is an ignoring and exclusion of other opinions, a thinking that everyone thinks the same in the university, that there is an absolute truth on the controversial issues of Israeli society. You, Technion University president, behave like the church at an academy that was subordinate to it in the Middle Ages. There is one truth and the ignorant crowd is irrelevant, a crowd that is also inside the Technion and you trample over it over and over again. Who can express an opinion that is contrary to the extreme line of the committee of heads of universities? I myself personally am afraid to write what I'm writing here, and I can testify to dozens of other Technion faculty members who think like me and are afraid to voice their opinions because they're afraid. This is the exact opposite of science and the freedom of university. The Technion president's vote on the ballot is not worth more than the vote of any other citizen. The imposition of our personal opinion on the, all of the Technion University is an abuse of the power given to us. I write these things with great sadness. The damage you cause is enormous. You are leading to a big rift within the faculty, between the faculty and students, between the university and the public. You ignore what a huge part of the Technion thinks and feels. You are trailing behind a handful of extremists who are ready to burn everything down here for political capital. Just as I demand from the government and its leaders to take leadership to do what is right for the country and not to be carried away under pressure from populism, so I demand from our academic leadership, from you, to act for the good of the academy and for the good of the entire Technion University. End quote from that university professor. P.S. The man in the middle holding that sign, no democracy, no academics, is the president of the Technion, who is right now on a university trip in China being given an award or giving an award right here in this picture. So it seems that according to his, his reasonableness, academic life is fine in a true dictatorship like China, just not in a right-wing government-run country like Israel. What this exemplifies is the absolute hypocrisy and blindness of the protest movement which should lead people to think, what is really behind this movement led by a few privileged elites with tons of money to waste on trying to destroy and divide Israeli society? So everyone, think for yourselves. Don't buy the headlines from the press, not the American press, not from the Jewish establishment media, not from the global establishment media. Don't buy it. Use your own common sense. You want to learn, you want to understand, watch my Pulse of Israel videos. You have questions to further understand? Contact me. Send me your questions. Send me your concerns. I'm here to explain it all to you. Just don't believe what you're reading in the media. Our society is being divided based on lies and emotional manipulation by a few elite leaders who, for whatever reason, have hatred in their hearts. Don't go there. We're better than that. Most of the Jewish people are better than that. Just most people are believing the lies, and hence they think they should be protesting. Don't. Most of the Jewish people are united, and we're going to come out of this stronger and more united than ever before. Stick with me. Stick with the Pulse of Israel. And any questions or concerns you have, send me an email. I'll be happy to respond. Signing off from the eternal center of truth.
for humanity, the land of Israel, the ancestral eternal homeland, an indigenous homeland of the Jewish people, the land of Israel, in our eternal, beautiful, biblical, and indivisible capital, Jerusalem, since King David's time. Am Yisrael Chai, folks. Things are going to be good. You just have to know how to weed through these horrendous headlines that are being pushed upon us day after day. Shalom. Thanks for watching. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.